Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two. It's Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776 is the number for the calls, and we will get to those. And, it's, you know, I mean, we got Thursday is the NBA trade deadline, and it's it's been quiet. And we'll see if anything starts to pick up. Usually it's later today and tomorrow where the things really start to pick up. And then obviously Thursday is the busy day uh, when it comes to moves that are made. But there's, sometimes you'll get that early move that's made on a Tuesday or even on a Wednesday a team that wants to get ahead of the game and not get caught into the bidding war. So, you know, we'll see, of course, uh, if anything happens. But, you know, we talked with Bobby Marks yesterday. We have talked with Brian Windhorst. And if you listen to the Woj pod with Adrian Wojnarowski, it's the same thing. It's just it seems like you're not going to get a big, major headline kind of deal. It's a matter now, of course, of the move that could just help a team get a little bit deeper. The Knicks certainly need to do something off their bench. But what the Knicks have done right now is they have built themselves a culture. They have built themselves a really good team. And a lot of those players are Villanova guys. And as I've talked about, the culture that Jay Wright has built there and everything else, you just can't seem to go wrong with those Villanova guys. And that has been a big part of the Knicks' success. Somebody who had great success with those guys is Chris Jenkins. We have had him on our show before. Now, you know Chris Jenkins. He hit the biggest shot. I would say. You want to turn your mic on? You want to turn your mic on? Oh, not, the people here got to realize not the football. Not football, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. They, they think Chris Jenkins out here, like no. You know what I'm saying? Yo, he looked like he swallowed two two small humans. You know what I'm saying? Not that Chris Jenkins. <laughs> no. You know what I'm no. saying? Well, this game Chris Jenkins Blouse, is six six. Blouse, He's not little yeah, either. But. Game, game blouse is Chris Jenkins. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Game yeah, this Blouse. is game blouse. Right. This is one of the big shots. In the, well, he joins us right now. I reached out because I thought what a great time it would be to talk with him about all these things. And the first thing I'm going to ask you, Chris, is. Uh, at what point did you become a Knicks fan? <laughs> the day that they signed Jalen Brunson and all of my Villanova guys, the day I became a Knicks fan for sure. <laughs> now, now, are you surprised? Like, listen, we I'm sure we thought that he was going to be successful, but he's put himself up in rarefied air when you think about how his stock has risen. You know, now everybody questioned that, that $100 million contract. Now I think people are saying, man, we got a great deal of discount. Absolutely. Uh, I was probably one of the first people who said that he was going to get $100 million before it was popular or cool. You know, I just knew the type of person that he was. I knew how hard he worked. But more importantly, I just knew his game. I knew he's better than a lot of guys that were going to be up for free agency. And he's showing it right now. He's one of the best point guards in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA right now as we speak. And it's a, it's no shock to any of us. Now, you guys had a a brotherhood, right? When you think about those those Villanova teams, you think about that dog and like, you know, guys that, you know, you know, played together, had a toughness about it, represented the city of like Philadelphia, that 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 grimy, tough, hard nose, no nonsense, everybody holds each other accountable. You know, when you put three of them together, how special do you think it is that the fact that you can play with guys that you play with in college, understanding what that college experience is all about. You guys are young, you all dreaming. You all accomplished something spectacular, but to be able to put that back together in a major city like New York, how do you think it, the, the vibe is between these guys, and are they living a the dream? I mean, I think the vibe is amazing. I think you see it on the court. You know, everybody's playing at an extremely high level. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I just turned 30 in November, and the Knicks been sorry pretty much my whole life until my guys got there, if we're being honest. 
uh, they got the New York Knicks booming, which is something I never, ever in my life thought I would hear. And uh, they got New York jumping like we did when we was in college. They went in all the games in the garden like we did when we were in school. I mean, nothing is a shock. I'm pretty sure that they're all familiar and they're all just as comfortable. Like, yo, we've been here before. We've been running the garden since, you know what I mean, 2012, 2013. So why stop now? What is that? Uh, you know, and by the way, it's the vibes are immaculate, I believe, is the way it's supposed to be said. But, <laughs> but, but what is it as simple as something that was just uh, ingrained in you guys, in, in this team, those teams you guys had, obviously with Jay Wright uh, winning championships? Is it something about the type of player that, that was recruited to play there? You know, the dog mentality, whatever it is. Because, look, it's one thing to say that Jalen Brunson has become a great scorer. It's one thing to say that Dante DiVincenzo is a great shooter. But it's all the other stuff I've noticed with these guys. And obviously I'll throw Josh Hart in there as well. And the the dirty work, the motor. It, it's not like they're just one dimension. There's an, there's an edge to all these guys. that, Like you said, you're right. These guys with Tom Thibodeau have brought back a, a identity that this franchise hasn't had in a long time where you know, and just like your teams with Villanova, you're you're in for a battle when you play this team. Win or lose, you're in for a battle. Is that as simple as saying it was the type of players that were recruited there or ingrained in you when you got there? I, I will honestly say that it's a little bit of both. I think Coach Wright, does, he did a great job in finding a certain kind of players that he knew he could coach a certain kind of way which means that they were brought up and raised a certain kind of way. So that all goes back to, like, our parents and what we were before we got to Nova. And then when we got to Nova, you know what I mean? It, like you said, it was everybody holding each other accountable all the way down to the to the managers and the water guys. You know what I mean? It's everybody. Everybody's all in. And when everybody's committed like that, it's easy to translate and get other people to do it because they say, hey, this guy's been successful everywhere he's been. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Dante, Arch. All those guys have been successful at every single level. You can't go to middle school, high school, or college, now even in the NBA, where those guys weren't successful. And it's, it's a testament to the type of people and players that they are, for sure. Now, everybody that goes into that program can't come in with that same mentality. They may have a little bit of it. What's like the initiation process hmm. of what it's like, you know, guys that are young coming in, thinking they were the man where they were at, and, and, and have to understand that you're going to adopt to this culture, you're going to live up to the standard, you won't be here. I mean, honestly, it goes to the very, very first practice in the summer. And, you know, one of the things that we do in summer at Villanova is we practice offense a lot because when we come back in the spring, I mean, in the fall and stuff, that's very, very big defensive, defensively moving forward. So in the summertime, imagine all these guys coming in, highly touted, good recruits, and Coach Rice like, yo, the first thing you do here is you catch the shoot. If not, I'm taking you up. <laughs> hmm. It's just a shock. It just starts there, and then it just trickles down. To all the workouts, just being around the older guys. I mean, I can't I can't even name James Bell, Darren Hillier, Javon Pinks, and just so many older guys who held us all accountable and pushed the program forward. And now you're seeing all of that hard work pay off with some of the guys that's taking off in the NBA. That, sure. Yeah, that, see, that says a lot. It's always the older guys that nobody remembers, but they're the ones that kind of set that standard of, listen, you guys are alive, a lot of talent. This is how you have to play and, and, and learning from that. So – so you were were you a, a junior or a sophomore when 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 Jalen came in as a freshman? I, I'm trying to remember the 
the, the, the time frame. Yeah, yeah, I was a, I was a junior. Junior, I was right? A junior. Right, and obviously that was that yeah. was a magical year that ended in magical fashion for you and for and for that team. But did you? Because you said you you said, oh, I could see him getting a hundred million dollar contract. Was that with like his size is what everybody points to as why he was a second round pick? Why so many people have overlooked him literally and figuratively? But was there something about him that you saw at that early age that made you say, like, no, this guy's the, this guy's the deal? And and what was it? What was the one thing that stood out to you that made you believe, like, th- this guy's got the talent? I, I can honestly say that Jalen was probably one of the more mature freshmen that I had ever met in my life. You know what I mean? Being a junior, having been in the program for some time now, to see a freshman come in so focused and dialed in like that, I knew that that would separate him and, and make him stand apart. But to see him drop in the second round against guys that, you know I mean, he cooked and crushed in college, I, I just found it weird that NBA teams thought the player of the year was a second-round pick, and they took all these other guys who were, I guess they were projects or just talent. You know what I mean? They took things like that over somebody that's proven, which is which is probably why a lot of teams in the NBA struggle if they aren't the top cream of the crop because they're looking for projects instead of guys that are already good that they can continue to develop. You know what I mean? That, that's what I saw with Jalen. Like, how is this guy the top guy, best player in college, gets every player of the year award possible, wins the national championship, graduates college in three years, and you guys are going to say he's a second-round pick? He literally did everything you're supposed to do, and then he wasn't rewarded. But now he's coming back, and he's making everybody eat those words and eat those you know, those draft picks that they took before him. And it's lovely to see. The humble pie doesn't skip anybody, so hopefully a lot of these GMs and everybody's <laughs> watching this and they're getting their humble pie. Speaking of humble, he he does have like that humility. Allen made him cry. About, I didn't make him cry. I think the moment, the crowd made him cry. No, but you, you knew that was an emotional Absolutely. question, and yet you threw it out there. You threw the bait. You made him cry, man. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's the right question hey, to you ask. Made my <laughs> <laughs> and I stepped out of the way and let the moment happen, but... That was like you know what, Chris. That was one of the few moments that I think he's allowed himself to enjoy, like you know, to kind of just feel the moment, right? To feel the crowd and all that stuff. And New York, you know, it's different here. And this this place has eaten up more talent than it has produced because of how intense it can get around here. How much people can get in your head, not only on a negative side where if you're not playing well, you'll hear about it, but even on the positive side where they'll gas you up to a point where you kind of lose who you are. You know him pretty well. Can you imagine that ever happening to him where, like, you know, like all this attention, all this um, adulation can end up, you know, being a distraction? I I honestly don't think so. You know what I mean? He he grew up. You know, his father was tough on him. His mom was tough on him. You know what I mean? He comes from a sports family. And, you know, like you said, he's a humble guy. He allowed that moment. To, to soak in and enjoy that because it was probably once in a lifetime, you know what I mean? But Jalen's always been a hard worker. And like I said, he was super mature as a freshman. So everything he's getting now, he probably already saw for himself way before any of us. You know what I mean? So this is probably like, yo, this is a part of my plan in his mind, which means he's only going to grow and get better because I think he still remembers getting all this, being a player of the year, doing all that, winning national championship and still being a second-round pick. I think that really, really motivates him and, and drives him honestly because that is a slight and a slap in the face if you really think about it mm. like how, how much I, i'm wondering like you know when you look back and like revisionist history is that the term right yes you look back 
how much would this team be worth in NILs, man? Like, like would you guys, like, Gino and Pats get y'all like $100 million back in the day, man? Cause y'all, y'all had a hell of a run, you know what I'm saying? And, like, all the money, just, just, you just look at these kids today like, man, come on, man. Like, where was this when we needed it? How much would Chris Jenkins be yeah. worth in 2016 after, after hitting shot? one of the biggest shots oh. ever? You probably have a pancakes commercial. Uh, Game blouses. Yeah, you all pancakes? I definitely, I definitely feel like I probably would have had one of the some of the biggest biggest deals going into that senior year. But the tricky thing about NIL, man, is if NIL was around, I don't know if we would have been able to keep all the guys on our team that we did. You know, we were able to do that because guys bought into the program and, and they knew that they would stay and develop and money wasn't an issue. You know, it's hard to tell a guy to stay at Villanova on the bench for a year or two when another university said, hey, you can start, we're going to give you 400000 Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I think... But they ain't got Gino or Pats, though. They ain't got Gino or Pats, though. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think it's a, red, a guy that's red-shirted, like Mikel Bridges had the red shirt. Eric Pasco had the red shirt. I feel like guys like that, it would have been tougher for them to stay had, had money and NIL been available for them. Uh, that's, well, that's a great yeah. point. How, do, how does Voltron come together, though? Like, you, you, you mentioned Bridges. He's right around, uh, right across the bridge. You oh, know we've I mean? talked about this. Now, Chris, <laughs> right. now, Chris can you recruit? Because... You know that Mikael Bridges would be the final Infinity Stone, right? You do know that. Like, how how do we get this to all come together? Is it even possible? Have you even heard whispers? Do the guys talk about it? What what is the reality of one day Bridges joining this and then it it, it almost completing the mission? I mean, I mean, it's the NBA. Anything can happen. It just got to make sense for everybody. You know what I mean? Pieces got to fit. Uh, the system got to work because, like, right now, everybody's thriving. Everybody's happy doing their own thing. Mikel's, Mikel's doing his thing in Brooklyn. You yeah, know? he can't win in Brooklyn. He's having he a great need them five ones and get yeah, him over he, here get him over here to the winning team, do. baby. <laughs> he do. He do. But I feel like with a little bit of convincing from Josh and Jalen, Dante, even even our dog, Archie Bull, it, get Archie Bull in the meetings, I feel like they could close the deal. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Dolan to cut that check. Obviously, he got to cut that nice, pretty check for that super max that Mikel don't deserve. That won't, and then, that won't be difficult. I feel like it works. Yeah, that's the one thing. Money is not a problem here. That is one thing we we do know. Speaking of Archie, and for those we're talking with Chris Jenkins, he hit the the game winning shot in the 2016 national championship, beating North Carolina. And what a what a wild game that was, by the way. What a great finish that was. But you received the pass from Archie. In a play that you guys had, had actually worked on, which we'll discuss that in a minute. But the first thing I got to ask you is: did, Have you seen this statistic that was put out about your guy, Ryan Archidiakono? <laughs> so apparently, he's the first player in NBA history to play twenty consecutive games without scoring a single point. Now, I'll let you in on something: that we have talked to him, and I've told, like, you got to shoot the ball, man. Like he comes into games and he doesn't shoot. And so we're we're like right. we're on his case. Like you got to score. We got to get you to score. And it's not easy. He's coming in a lot of times. It's it's garbage time. And so you know, like in those moments, you're just trying to like finish out the game. But it, it's become a thing to a point where Jalen has uh, has put this on his Instagram story. Josh, who as you know, jo- Josh Hart never misses an opportunity uh, to get a joke in on you. Like like, like people are talking about it now. Like he's got he's got to score. We got to get him a bucket. Yo, this is the first time, and I'm going to tell them that the next time we talk, because we all talk, man. I'm going to be like, yo, this is like the one of the first times i ever seen you in your career where you look like you're scared to shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. Be but he's been a star in the world. 
being a star in his role, man. He's coming in. He's doing. He's doing everything that the coaches and the players are asking of him. And as a teammate in his role, that's all you can ask for. And he's doing it to the best of his ability. Be a star in your role. Shout out to my dog Archie. I like that. How about tell us about that play? Let's let's take it back to that moment because it is a great shot. It's a great moment. It's a great play. But it wasn't something that happened out of pocket. This is something. That play was something that you guys had practiced, right? Right. It's definitely uh, in the game situations. We practice. We practice all situations a lot, but we spent a, a good amount of time on in the game because we knew, you know, when you get in certain situations, certain moments, the games are going to be close. Everybody's good at this level. You know, we get an NCAA tournament. You're playing North, North Carolina. You're playing Kansas. You're playing Duke. You're playing all these top schools. So the games are going to be a battle. It's going to be close. So the end of the game situation was basically we gonna give the ball to Arch, our senior leader. He's gonna get a ball screen at mid court, and he got certain options over here, certain op- options over there, and it's pick your poison. He can score it or he can make it make a decision. And the decision was to give it to That's you, right. and you made a shot that people will never ever right. forget. Uh, as we as we um, get back onto the next part of the conversation, the big concern for a lot of fans right now with as well as as Brunson has been playing and there's there's some in the national media that are trying to put him into the MVP conversation the other night against the Lakers Chris he played 45 out of 48 minutes now you again you have seen right. him you know what he's about he's pretty sturdy he's pretty strong but do you feel like is is if there's a concern is it that the minutes will catch up at some point this season and that he'll wear down before the playoffs start I honestly don't believe that because at the end of the day, man, we love playing basketball. We've been doing this since we were kids. You know what I mean? A, we, we're used to going to AAU tournaments where we got six, seven games in a weekend. Hmm. You know, so we, he loves hoops. Nothing's going to wear and tear on him. I'm pretty sure they got all that stuff charted. Um, they'll probably put him on minutes restrictions going into, you know, the playoffs so that, you know, make sure that he's fresh. But if Jalen is available to play, He's going to play. He's going to play hard to the best of his ability. And, you know, everybody knows once you get in the zone, once you get in the moment, you're not really trying to hear nobody come tell you that you're sitting out. Like, that, that's not really going to happen. I thought load management was a thing in the NBA. I thought I thought players were looking for more time <laughs> off. No? That's what this group – it's funny. These guys don't want to miss time. They, nobody wants to sit out. I mean, yeah. Julius Randle's another one. He's hurt, but he's another guy. They, they, they want to play. And that's another thing I think that a lot of fans have fallen in love with with this team because they almost feel like the anti-NBA right now. They play hard like right. in January when a lot of teams are kind of slowing down. They play defense, which nobody does anymore in the NBA, and they don't like taking games yeah. off. It's a complete different approach than what a lot of NBA – a lot of fans have gotten used to with the NBA. Hey, exactly. It's a mindset. And all the guys that you just named, all those guys when they were at Villanova didn't miss no practices or games. See that says it all. You know, yeah, like, that says it all right we're available there. To play. We're available to play, man. It's a mindset. Everybody's a little banged up. Like I, I, I love watching football. I'm a big time Eagles fan, so I watch I watch Bar and everybody talk a lot. And it's like, yo, man, once you get to a certain point in the season, nobody's a hundred percent. So, what you gonna do? <laughs> you got to show up what and you play. Gonna do? You got to show up and play. Is it amazing the bond that you guys maintain all these years later? Uh, I mean, it's definitely cool. It just goes to show the type of people that you went to school with. You know, when you when you narrow down your choices and you pick your school outside of sports, you know, when you want to be around great people, that's just what it's about, man. I, I was fortunate enough to be around some Hall of Fame guys off the court, 
that just happen to be very, very elite at basketball. And that's just a testament to, like I said, the parents, how we were all brought up. And at the end of the day, we all had one common goal, man. We all wanted to win. And we knew that if we won, everybody would get whatever they wanted out of the situation. Can the Knicks win a championship with these Villanova guys as part of the core? Absolutely they can. We got championship DNA, and that's something that you can't teach. You know, uh, they hard know they're going to play hard. And in the NBA, you got to beat somebody four times in a week and a half, basically. And I feel like I feel like they can do that. They compete hard enough. They got the good enough coaching staff. At this point, it's just going out and doing it. And, you know, I, I'm going to put my bad money on, on my guys for sure. So you're an Eagles fan. Who was your NBA team before this season? <laughs> Man, I, I never really had an NBA team growing up. I just had certain players that I liked that I cheered for. So I grew up a big Kobe fan. And I love Carmelo Anthony. Those are probably my two favorite players ever to watch and, and study. But, you know, I was just a big fan of the game. And I love basketball. I love tough, hard-nosed guys like Ron Artest. And I love nice, flashy guys right now like Kyrie Irving and things like that. Steph, I think Steph Curry is the best point guard ever. Like, I just love basketball. I love watching. And, and, and the game is in a great spot. And I love seeing my guys do well, too. And I love seeing Sadiq do well down in Atlanta. Yep. I mean, Nova guys, man, we all over. Yes. We all over. And I want all of them. Uh, I'm, I want them all. <laughs> I said that. I want all the culture cats. Give them all. I want Mikael Bridges. Give me Sadiq Bay. Give me Kyle Lowry in a buyout. Give me bring him in. All right. Get the OG. Don't yep. forget about him now. Like I'm like I'm going down the line. Like like where, where's where's D Train McLean? You know where, where's Harold Jensen? Where are these guys? Like bring them in somehow, some way. I want them all because. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Pinkney, where's Ed Pinkney? Let's get them all. Like, that's just, it's something special about it. It's the first time in franchise history that three players from the same school that played together started. Like, that's an amazing thing. So sure. I imagine, again, for you and a lot of the guys you played with, you guys almost look at the Knicks as sort of like, that's your team now, because there's three of your teammates starting right now, um, you know, for them and thriving the way the Knicks have been thriving. So it must be a special time for you guys. The Nova Knicks, man. We we couldn't be more <laughs> happy and more proud of those guys. And we know that this is only the beginning. They're just getting started there. You know what I mean? They all just got contracts. Jalen's getting ready to come up in a couple, in a year or so to get his re-up. You know what I mean? It, it's just perfect. The Nova Knicks, man. Just like when we were in college. I love it, we Chris Jenkins. We might have to make a T-shirt. Get some we, cheese. We're, we're definitely making some T-shirts for sure. And uh, and again, we need them all. Chris Jenkins did confirm with us that he is working on negotiating with Mikael Bridges to try to find a way to get him across the river. I think <laughs> I, I, you can deny it. You, you're allowed to deny it, but we have we have it. It's official. We we are we are beginning the process. The final Infinity Stone. Chris, thanks so much for the time yeah. and the walk down memory lane. Always good to talk to you, my man. No, uh, thank you so much. God bless y'all. Hey, Bart. What up, go, dude? Go Eagles, baby. <laughs> Eagles, man. Fly. Fly. I mean, he I mean uh, Jalen Hurts, man, got to cut them eyebrows down, man. <laughs> <laughs> out there looking like um, <laughs> out there looking like Snuffleupagus against all them down. <laughs> like, man, cut that down with at least a number two. Easy on my guy, man. Easy. <laughs> got new coordinators. We'll see how that works out in Philadelphia. If you can bounce back after the way this season ended, though, Chris. Come on now. I, I, I was in Tampa. I took the trip to go see our guys in Tampa, yeah, and I was extremely disappointed. So I agree with you. I agree with you. They got to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Eagle fans, we looking for them. They got to bounce back. 
Well, we know they're due to win the win the division because you know, somebody else got win it. So it's got to be it's, they're up again because we don't think the Giants or the the, the, uh, well, the Cowboys. You got to love the fact that the Cowboys are in complete disarray right now, huh? They're all in fighting. Oh, There's so man. much drama going on in that organization. I, I just. I don't know. It's literally like a soap opera. Like it's literally yep. like watching reality TV every time the Cowboys come up, mm-hmm. like something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually crazy. Grab your popcorn, sit back, and just watch it burn down and see what happens. <laughs> All right, my man. Let's leave it right there. Good to talk to you. Take care. Take care, man. Thank y'all. All right. Appreciate it. That's Chris Jenkins. That's Chris Jenkins. He was uh, again an integral part of those teams, but as you you heard from him too. Part of the leadership, he was one of the older guys mm-hmm. that really kind of set the tone for guys like Brunson who came Setting in and DiVincenzo came in and Bridges. And the culture, as you saw, it was it started there all those years ago in 2015 and, and built to a championship later that season in 2016. Another one as well later on uh, after that. And, and even as down, like he mentioned Archidiakno, who doesn't play a lot. But all those guys will tell you, as much as they, they tease him, Archidiakono on the bench is like another coach. You know, they talk about how he points out like defensive three seconds and little things like that and with hmm. reviews and when's your review. He's really, really smart. He's good. Uh, Tom Thibodeau raves about him as a guy that you just love to have in the organization. But there's just something about these Villanova guys on the Knicks right now, and we thought let's talk to somebody who knows them well and knows the culture well. And so Chris Jenkins was kind enough to join us. All right, 800 919 We got audio files coming up. But first, Bart, you have Samwell to tell me about. Yeah, man. Friends, go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. All you have to do is call Dr. Jay Shaw today at Sandwell Pain. Dr. Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw also is a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no excisions, or downtime. Call Dr. J. Shaw and take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy your pain-free life. Same-day or next-day appointments are available. Go to soundwellpain.com and put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. J. Shaw by going to soundwellpain.com now. Regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Soundwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit soundwellpain.com. You wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most major insurances are accepted. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Don't want them, don't need them. That has been the feeling for most Nick fans when it comes to the possibility of them adding LeBron James. Yesterday in the case show, Don said he completely understands. I can see a Nick fan saying no. As much as I want a championship, and I guess I'll live with one with LeBron James, boy, wouldn't it be nice to do it without him? This team, it's gelling together. A bunch of likable guys. Then if LeBron James comes here, then it's the LeBron James show. And then everybody else is now riding the coattails of LeBron James. It's no longer Brunson's team anymore. It's no longer Randall's team. It's now LeBron James and the Knicks. And I can understand a Knicks fan being irritated by that. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey. During tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. My Anaconda Banda. So mix a lot on this day in 1992. Even white boys have to shop. <laughs> Baby got back. This was the song that, like, when you're in the car with your mom and it came on and you started singing it and you're like, oh, wait. Was like this the beginning? Little in the middle, but you got much back. back. Was this the beginning of acknowledging that nobody really, really, really wanted a skinny girl. No, we want them we want them lady hump. Right? Ladies. Like like in the end. Like was this I the beginning of, the, like of acknowledging my bees and she had an allergic reaction. <laughs> we ain't got no epin pen. My anaconda no, right. don't want none. My anaconda don't, don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You can do two thousand sit ups. But please don't lose that butt. <laughs> oh my goodness. But but the, like seriously, a man, a man ain't never said no because he saw a little segalite. You know what I'm saying? But I, there was it in in, in my community. There was always this th- when you, you were growing felt, up. You always felt different in my community. You always felt I different. didn't feel like I always felt like you there felt was like something outside, wrong with me like, because I, I, I had like because guys would like tease you about like, about certain girls you were with and you're like what are you talking about I, I like that she's size eight nine what are you talking about but like what do you what do you mean and then and they would like make all kinds of cracks and you would think what's about like all I do, all I know is. But your girl looks like a twelve-year-old boy. I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to hang out with that. I don't like no ribs. But that that's so you didn't feel right. I want, and I want, then this song came out. and I'm like, yeah. I, I think want, that's how I feel. I want my girl ass to look like the moon. <laughs> but craters are craters like craters. They all over that hell. <laughs> hell yeah! I want to lay her fat on that thing, baby. Sock that up with a biscuit. With a biscuit.
All right, well, right now, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. So, do you want to start basketball or football? Start basketball, baby. Basketball, we begin with. Uh, have you noticed that Clay Thompson, as we near the trade deadline, is starting to be. Is it phased out, the right word? Yeah. I, they, they went big in Brooklyn last night. They, they had a big comeback second half win. Uh, axe marks, right? Axe and, the other day, man. And Clay Thompson found himself on the bench at the Kam- end of the game. Pajemski and a lot of and, uh, Kamingas were in the game, and, and Clay Thompson did not finish the game. So you could tell it's starting to get to him. Is this an adjustment period for you a little bit? I mean, he's done it a few games, obviously. Yeah. Kidding me? Go from. You know, one of the best players. It's hard for anybody. I'll be honest with you. It's tough for anybody. Now, Draymond was uh, in the locker room and he like yelled out, you know, I didn't play at the end of this game. It doesn't matter. You know, like he 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 was trying to cover for him. But it's it's starting to be noticeable in Golden State, who have been, you know, the, despite that win, you had a game where Steph Court's sixty and they lost to the Hawks. Yeah. You know, another sixty point game where somebody lost, but. You know, for for, Booger? for for Clay, it's 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 not an easy place that he's at right and, now. And they didn't give him the extension. End so of he, his he, deal. He see the writing on the wall. Right, had all these injuries, all not these really shooting tax, well. All these luxury tax and stuff. Come That's up. right. And so Steve Kerr was uh, explaining why groups playing well. You just stay with that group. You know, that's kind of a general rule. And uh, so we stayed with the group because they were they were really competing and making plays, and and they had the momentum. So I didn't want to stop the momentum. No. He's fine. I mean, you know, yeah. this is a, a season where, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs, and it's it's not easy for a guy who's uh, been so good and, you know, Hall of Fame player to deal with the injuries, and, but uh, Clay's going to help us win plenty of games going forward. Now, again, it happened in Grant Hill. I, underst- I understand what Steve Kerr said there because what he said makes sense. That's, a lot of coaches will try to explain it to you. The group – that we had was playing well. I'm not taking anybody out because I want to win the game. And a lot of times what happens is is because a group is playing well and somebody's not out there, we always have to, wait a minute, he wasn't on the court. What does that say? It just says that that group was playing well and I wasn't going to make any lineup changes. I don't know if I buy that totally. But it's happened more more often than not. And so, look, Clay's making 43 in the final year of his deal. He's 33 years old. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And you know that this is the end of that kind of money for him. Yo, look at Chris Paul. All I got to do is look at the dude on his team. Yeah. Dude on his team was a proud point guard. And now he's been dumped. He's a backup. He's been moved around now for a couple of teams, right? Yeah. Like, listen, either die the hero or stay around long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's a good point. Audio Files brought to you by Sansone Automall, 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Automall. In Woodbridge. Let's continue. Let's see. Did you hear the story? So Christian McCaffrey, as you mentioned, did you hear this whole story about how um, they wanted to buy a suite at the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, yeah, Lisa yeah, McCaffrey yeah. said it's just too expensive. 2. We um, looked into a suite, and none of us can afford it. Not even Christian money bags over there, and nor money bags Olivia. So we are not in a suite. I'll tell you that right now. We did negotiate for like an area. I don't exactly understand what it is, but anyway, we are in there. And the, well, probably part of the problem is I, I wanted eight tickets together because I was felt strongly about everybody being together. Um, so anyway, long story short, they're outrageously expensive. They're stupid expensive. As I don't know if it's the Taylor Swift factor if it's the first time mm. in Vegas factor there's mm. so much going on so I we, wonder I wonder if you checks uh, wife gonna make her a special jacket like no you no orders for the Super Bowl <laughs> so right so Christian McCaffrey who she called money bags so he couldn't buy one for buy a suite for his mom but Olivia Culpo did instead and that's who she was referring to Olivia money bags so she mm. stepped up and hooked it up so they will be in a suite when I know everybody just feels so much better about that now I wonder if it's like a community suite you mean like like a gigantic suite and you just bought space in it? Yeah, you just bought. Some does seats. it does it matter? It doesn't. I mean, I, figure I guess this. You know what happened is is that this this went out on uh, social media. Yeah, I saw this three weeks ago. I saw this like five days. Ago. Yeah, and then and then apparently I guess some companies say, we got a suite. Yeah, got. They let probably access. let them go. In a, they probably let them go in a corporate suite, like one of the corporate suites, like ESPN or something like that, Pfizer, SoFi, something like that. Right, Allegiant. So, Took care of it. Um, Andy Reid, if he wins this championship, Bart, is it like for him, what more is there to do? Catch Bill Belichick. So asked if there's any thoughts of retiring after this Super Bowl. Am I retiring? Listen, my, my mom and dad told me this when they were working. They said, you'll know when it's time, and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. Wait a minute. What do you think he's saying there? What do you mean? It's in the, you'll know when it's now. time. I'm ready to go now. Let's go. That'd be a great gift to leave Spagnola, who never puts his name in any head coaching jobs. That's why they've been How so would successful. Eric Bieniemy feel about this? It's bad enough Eric Bieniemy he had to leave to prove he could coach so that it wasn't all Andy Reid. And didn't work out. And then doesn't get hired as the offensive coordinator in Washington. <laughs> right? So now he doesn't have a job. Yeah. So and then, and then you're going to tell me Andy, Andy Reid's going to leave and hand it to Spags? Wasn't he supposed well, to hand it to Eric Bieniemy? But Spags has been responsible for these three oh, championships defensively. Is what he's been able to do over there. Spags mm-hmm. hasn't even put his name in the mention box as far as being able to do that. Maybe this is like Bruce Aaron leaving something for Ty Bowles. Uh, meanwhile, a guy that you once said could be a Hall of Famer if they're throwing the ball playing with no, Patrick Mahomes the ball. no put 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 the whole thing out is there. Kadarius Tony oh, yeah. who that, has that really become yeah, that like like is he almost a healthy scratch at this point he clamor he claimed he's not injured yeah. he's Hank he's 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 old boy from life he can't get right i don't know what's wrong with him just can't get so him. with the chiefs right. he has become persona non grata but he was asked if he thinks he's a number one receiver you're number one receiver in this league yeah if i get it yeah if i get the ball yeah <laughs> If I get the ball, yeah. I don't know, Bart. That necessary, that kind of shade? He was tongue-in-cheek. Tongue now, afterwards, he did say that he was just joking around. Yeah, he said, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs. Who I was referring to was the Giants fans and people in my comments, my comment box, not even on my live recording. So you wouldn't even know was they he, were there. Was he a healthy you know. scratch? He said he was referring to Giants. So he still can't get the Giants out of his mouth. So there's also that still in the back of his mind. Uh, Roger Goodell, as you know, 
in all sports, I mean, we do the reads, right? Like, we we all talk about it. This is uh, football and all the sports has become huge now, sports gambling, and we have seen so much of it that it has moved into where the leagues have partnerships as well. Roger Goodell was asked about, because some people have accused the NFL of fixing games and whatnot to have certain storylines. That's always going to be out there. Goodell talked about protecting the integrity of the game. Well, it's our number one objective. You know, when we're, this is true gambling and outside of gambling, right? The integrity of our game is critical. And so we spend a lot of time focusing on that, uh, educating, uh, making sure that all of our personnel um, are aware of our gambling policies in this case or any other policy that can affect the integrity of our game. So ultimately, that's our primary job. Uh, this week coming in here, we wanted to make sure not just the two teams, but every other club uh, will likely have representatives here. We wanted to make sure they understood it, our league staff and everyone else, so they understood exactly what the policies were. And they all understand the importance of it. We clarified our policy earlier this year, and it was to put the importance for our players that betting on NFL games or inside information or anything that would negatively impact the integrity of our game is absolutely off limits. I have a hard time though, that believing that. Where, right? Yeah, yeah, where does that stop? They and where are the, the checks and where are the checks and balances on this too? Like that's the hardest thing to me to 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 govern. Is all right. You tell you play like Bart. You're still a player. You and I have a relationship. Is it stopping you from having conversations with me about things that I might get inside information so I could? Put some money down, and if I happen to win big, I'll share it with you. And you're my Manchurian candidate. Like I said, you know, like, and how do you, like, how do you connect those dots? You can't. You can't. Like, that's the hardest thing here. Now, does it affect the outcome? I don't think so. Can it affect someone winning because they have inside information? Yes. Doesn't that also exist in the world of finance, too, though, as much as they try to govern that? We just watched the many lives of Martha Stewart. We talked about her inside. She did bad time. But, she got that street cred. I mean, that's the thing. Is It's like you cannot control all of it. But the one thing that you want to control when you talk about integrity is the outcome of the game. They what you don't the, want yeah, is a player or a coach to have some type of way that they could impact the final score based on their own interest. That's the only thing. And, you know, to this point, there's no reason for us to think otherwise. It'd be funny when you see a receiver wide open, he just dropped the ball. Just just slap it down to the ground. Wouldn't that be too obvious? There's something got in my eyes. (laughs) Right. Uh, Here's an interesting question. Patrick Mahomes going for a third championship, which would put him now into conversations about the great quarterbacks who have won multiple championships. And someone asked him if he feels like he's becoming a villain in the NFL? I would say so. I, I can definitely sense it. I, I, I never felt like that because I've never been like that in my entire life. But you take uh, some pride in it to know that everybody doesn't like you. And it's not for anything you've really done. It's just for winning. So if that means some of the other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and, and uh, not be a bad example. But I can be that villain for them if they if they need me to be. You think he's got that? Do you think people are starting to hate him in the NFL? Of course. You hate him? Yes. I mean, maybe in Buffalo you do because you can't beat them. But well, it happens to everybody. You really think he's remember, become a villain? Remember, remember the little engine that could that was the Golden State Warriors and how we loved the, how they came together and built yes. everything? Yeah. And you get tired of them winning. And people were rooting for LeBron. LeBron winning Cleveland. Like LeBron became a sympathetic So you think we, ju- we get sick of you? Yeah, you remember. Well, that's different than being a villain. 
Remember, I'm just tired of seeing you win. No, it happened to Tom Brady. Remember how we love when they all came out as a team, introduced as a team in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl against the greatest show on turf that we loved because they were the team that had the backup quarterback at first, and then we got tired of them. People hate to see the same team win over and over again. So let's to everybody. Let's ask the family. Yeah, the family could be a big part of this because they're everywhere. You talk about ubiquitous. Less Taylor Swift. It's it's his his wife. And then his brother, they're everywhere. And now his dad, for all the wrong reasons, has been everywhere. But I'll ask the people, 800 919 Patrick Mahomes, a villain? Are you rooting against Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Let us know. That's Audio Files brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Auto Mall. Tell them Bart Scott sent you and take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE. Today. All right, everybody. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, Electric Boogaloo. And this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in now, right now. Because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then, tune in before the game to see Gronk kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel? Just check out FanDuel.com slash Allen to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 older, physically present in New York. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be spent equally among eligible participants who make the correct pick. Prize issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sports at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 8 or text OpenY 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Well, we, we lost Toby Keith. Pass. He had stomach cancer. Yeah, sixty-two yeah. years old, and you saw him last year at um, People's Choice Country Award. He, he he lost so much weight. He's he's like a big dude. Yeah, you know he had that whole. That was like you talk about a, a the whole country looked to him like that was that was Toby Keith. Now a lot of people remember his song right after nine eleven, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Bit of a controversial song, of course, but he was a big supporter of um, the armed forces. Of all of our people in uniform, he was big on supporting them, did a lot of work with the USO, and, uh, you know, just uh, just a big country badass. But he still uh, uh, had some great hits, and so, as we always do, we always bring music into it. Toby Keith passed away, so rest in peace to him. 800-919-3776 is now We'll go full buffet in the power hour, right, Bart? You want to do that? Like, we've been kind of all over the place. Absolutely. Super Bowl, some NBA. Uh, we got some trade deadline stuff to discuss with you. It's getting kind of quiet out there, everybody. It's not great. But that's, uh, that's what's happening right now. And come out to see the Michael K. Show live this Friday at 3 p.m. from Platt Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island, for a special countdown to kickoff uh, countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready, of course, for the big game. Live music from one of the Tri-State's best cover bands, The Mystic. And we're bringing the big game experience to you at Platt Deutsch Park. It's brought to you by Wise Snacks, Security Dodge, Resorts World, Catskills, Chili Willie and Cool Carl's Ice. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the new Tullamore Dew 
honey. So, Power Hour coming up. We go full buffet at 800-919-3776. Some NBA trade deadline news. Some stuff on the Knicks who play the Grizzlies tonight. And everything else you want to talk about as we get ready for the Super Bowl. It's Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, the expectation is that they will be adders at the trade deadline, but who will the Knicks be looking to add? That was a question that Barton Hahn posed to Bobby Marks. Yeah, I'd go after Bruce Brown in, in Toronto. I, I think that would make the most sense, and certainly it would be the Fournier contract. And, you know, do you have to sacrifice a first? And if it is, maybe it's one of those Wizards or Detroit first that who knows if it gets protected here. You know, with Bruce, the guys won a championship and can give you more guard depth and play point guard if you had to. You don't have to play him 30 minutes here. I think that would be the, the perfect guy. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.